0: You ready? Yep. Hi, everybody. I'm Wendy Murdoch, and this is webinars with Wendy. I've been doing a series of webinars for over a year now. And we're into the like, I think this is 208. I'd have to check. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I had never any idea that this was going to go on so long. And um, here we are. But it's great. And people are loving the information. And I have a great time bringing it to you. Um, so just share this with your friends. Tell them to subscribe to the Surefoot Equine YouTube channel um, or subscribe to the Murdoch Method email list. you get a notice every Sunday about the guests in the upcoming week. Um, just remember that all the webinars are recorded. Please tell your friends that. Um, that's our number one question is, are they recorded? Yes, they are. And please tell them where they can find this recording on the Surefoot Equine YouTube channel. Today, my guest is Kim Bauer, and she's returning for your th- third... Fourth time, this was like fourth time. Have I made a playlist for you yet? When guests get to number four, I make playlists. Oh, no, I did not know that. I will make a playlist. So when you go to the Surefoot channel, you can find playlists and I have them. I have the webinars with Wendy, but I also have guests that come back on a record uh, repeating basis. So uh, I just made a playlist for Rebecca uh, Husted and I have one for Sharon Wilsey and Dr. Joyce Harmon. And that way it's easier to find those guests and all of their webinars in one place. So just check out the playlist. So Kim, that means you're going to get your own playlist. That's exciting. (laughs) Today we're gonna do something really uh, fun and different. uh, Kim's gonna go through some case studies. So first I'll let her introduce herself and kind of explain what uh, TCM temperament typing is, and then we'll get into the case studies, which
1: I'm really excited about. So welcome Kim, thank you for joining me today. Thanks Wendy, thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, so I am Kim Bauer and I live in Oregon and I'm an animal body worker I um, integrate a lot of different modalities, but my main one that I'm the most passionate about is acupressure. And as part of that is uh, the temperament typing that we're going to talk a little bit about today, which is based on the five element theory in traditional Chinese medicine that talks about um, the different elements in nature and the sort of cyclical changes that we go. You know, we were just talking about seasons and how it's. You know, it's supposed to be spring, but we're getting weather that's summer-like, and in some places, it's you know fall-like, and um, so just looking at how these different elements look in a horse, and then trying to better understand how to work with them, or you know, help them be their best self through the care we give them, the way we interact with them. Um, Yeah, so that's that's what we're gonna do, and we've got three horses, Wendy's horse, Dunny. And then um, Wendy selected two horses for us to talk about. Um, Yeah, so my plan, and let me know if you have other thoughts too, Wendy, was just I made a little um, slideshow, and I thought I'd show the pictures of the horses and kind of summarize the notes I took on the information I was given, and then maybe ask some follow-up questions and then talk about what type I think they are. Great. Okay.
0: Should so I make you co-host? Let me make sure. sure. And yep. then you know, if
1: there are people on the on the webinar that know have some background in either acupressure or traditional Chinese medicine, and you know, want to be thinking while I'm talking about what type they think the horse is, it would be kind of fun to see you know what people if people are getting an idea before I say what I think. Well, we can do that. We can have them put in the chat their guests, and then we can okay. see what you say. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, the, and the whole thing on this is to understand tendencies. So, you know, there's not usually a horse that's going to be like ding, 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 ding. Everything is in one element. Um, and so just trying to get to kind of the underlying nature, like Dunny was a really interesting one when I was reading through today, because it's like, oh my gosh, the horse you're describing from, you know, how 10 years ago is very different in some ways than he is now. And so weeding out you know, environment that might lead to certain behaviors or how they are interacting with other horses. Um, So it's not a right or wrong thing. It's just trying to understand. And if a horse is out of balance, we might see some tendencies or behaviors that make us think, oh, they're this type. But if we get that under control, then we see, you know, a different type underneath. Um, So that's what I, that's why I really like uh, doing this I think it's it's a really nice to, way to be able to help the horse um, yeah so cool all right so let me share my screen and all right and then I think... and thank
0: you everybody who submitted a a, a possible case studies for this webinar. Um, Unfortunately, a couple of them got stuck in my spam folder and I didn't find them until later after I'd picked two. So I apologize to those people. Um, uh, Next time I will check my spam folder first.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and who knows, maybe we'll do it again. Oh Um, yeah. Now that I have a playlist, I mean, now we can just keep adding to the playlist, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're going to start with I don't know if it's Tara or Tara. So Alita, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing it, but I'm going to say Tara. Um, And this is Alita's horse. And she is a bay mare about um, 13 to 14 years old. She is a gated horse, but her breed is unknown. So what I'm going to do is just show a couple pictures of her and then talk through, like I said, kind of the note. What I do when I get a case is I look at pictures first and I'm looking for in some cases how they're built or a look in their eye or sometimes my eye is just drawn to a particular area of the horse and I might ask follow-up questions about that but I like to look at them before I start reading about them because sometimes you can already get a sense of what type they might be by how they look Um, but I also don't want to be so focused on that that I miss some of the more subtle clues that come along in the way someone describes things and usually I'm doing it by email sometimes I'm doing it over the phone Um, so sometimes the phrases people use can be very telling as well so here are a couple of more pictures of Tara and Alita together and then here's I'm going to just kind of summarize like I said she's a, a gated horse um, but she tends to trot more than she paces. Lately, she's been having some hip discomfort, um, but she hasn't been lame or off. And it's more in the way she stands. And so then I, I asked um, some follow-up questions, which in an email, which I'll get to when I'm done going through my notes. Um, Tara's described as being level-headed. She's job-oriented more than companion-oriented. Um, She basically wants to get her job done so she can go back to the field. She doesn't seek out company. She tends to be a bit of a loner. Um, She's not hard to catch, but she's not volunteering to come up on her own. She's described as being kind, serious, no sense of humor, not playful, doesn't like to be pampered. Um, She's easy to ride and she's fine by herself or with others. She tends to prefer a brisk walk or canter rather than a trotter pace. And they were, I think initially Alita's plans for Tara were to do endurance, but Tara wasn't interested in that. Um, so it sounds like they've been um, doing a lot of trail riding, 10 to 20 mile rides, uh, often on their own. And it sounds like they're fine with that. Lately, she's been turning her head and pinning her ears if she's asked to go faster than a walk. Um, and then Alita also writes possible sugar issues from spring grass. She has good feet, underrun heels. She's never been lame, even when she had an abscess. Um, and she is a rescue horse, so she had a little bit of a rough start. Um, and then I asked, Um, A follow-up question about the hip and I said um, you know can you tell me describe a little bit more about it and so what she said is it's hard to explain but it's just a general feeling of discomfort I get from her from her hind end Um, she had a very strange hair whirl or whirl like pattern in her coat halfway between the top of the hip and the base of the tail that was causing her some tenderness several weeks back possibly an impact site from something, but it was a very odd thing. She generally has a very big stride, really stretches out into her gates, especially the walk, but has had some trouble really collecting under her hind end lately and has not enjoyed moving into the trot or canter. She does swing her head back to me when I ask for more speed. She doesn't have any tenderness in her feet. She is barefoot. Uh, She's not showing any signs of inflammation or heat. Um, It's just kind of a feeling that she has. And I think we all sort of sometimes have that with our own animals of, we feel like something's not quite right, but we can't exactly explain it. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that is so very important, especially you know when we're trying to get to kind of the root cause of some of these things. And then the other question I asked in my email was, um, you know, when she says she wants to get her job done and go back to the field. And my question was, do you, do you think she wants to get back to the field to eat, which would give me ideas of maybe, you know, that might be more earth tendencies in a horse. But she said, no, um, her getting back to the field is more wanting to be alone, kind of like sometimes when you get home from work and just want to disassociate from the world for a little bit before you engage with friends, families, pets, et cetera, which I thought was a great description. Yeah. Um, she has friends in the field, but is generally happiest just off doing her own thing. She's not mean or grumpy towards the other horses or towards people. She happily engages in work with me for treats, like targeting objects or touching a prop with her nose, but will not interact just for the sake of interacting. And then I had asked um, what are what she's being fed because you know I'm not a vet so I can't prescribe things, but sometimes things jump out at me. And um, she's currently has twenty four seven access to fifteen acres of pasture. Um, gets a near daily serving of timothy and alfalfa pellets lately it's been orchard grass pellets due to supply issues Mm -hmm. uh, with the timothy blend she gets redmond equine salt stride animal health rewind daily works ld which are all made into a mash Um, so that was the info that i got and i don't know if we want to see if um she wants to add anything or?
0: So if you want to add anything about Tara, just raise your hand, the little hand raise, and then if I can click on you and you can actually talk to us. Alita, I don't, if I, can, I don't know if I can invite Alita to raise her hand. No, wait, no, that's me raising my hand. Nope, I'm going to lower <laughs> my hand. <laughs> so Alita, if you want to add anything. Oh, she did raise her hand. Okay, great. So now I just get over here to the raised hand. there we go. Allowed to talk. Awesome. So Alita, you should be with us now.
2: Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Yay. I'm on my phone. So it's always hit or miss trying to (laughs) navigate on such a tiny screen. But um, I, yeah, I think you've covered it. And I kept thinking, I was like, is there anything else that I might want to add, you know, and send an email before this, but that generally wraps everything up. I mean, she's, I've had her for six years and she's always, you know, after we got past the, uh, the rough start where she had a whole bunch of, you know, I couldn't walk up to her with anything in my hand. She would be, you know, scared and shy away from that, but she's been the same temperament the whole six years that I've had her, um, absolutely trustworthy on the trail. Um, just a generally nice horse, but just, she just, prefers her own company, which I totally understand. (laughs) Well, and it's interesting because when you say she's had a rough
0: start, you know, it always makes me wonder how much of that plays into the way she interacts with people. And I think that that's one of the kind of things, Kim, that we have to tease apart here when we're trying to figure out a temperament type, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the questions that I was going to ask, which obviously none of us know she's a rescue horse, but yeah, if they had bad experience with other people and they are kind of shut down to begin with I mean any of the temperament types could be a little bit more shut down because of that Um, I do think in general I have a good sense of what type she is and I don't know if we want to see what other people think and then we can talk through why we think that is and and maybe if there's any questions that Alita has about you know how to I mean, it sounds like you're doing a fantastic job and you guys have kind of figured out how um, to work well together. Um, But so do we want to see if people want to put in the chat what type they think she is? All right. And Alina, I don't know, you can can vote too.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, and I have something in my head because I actually kind of self-diagnosed her using um, the guide that I think I found through one of you a couple of weeks ago. So I've self-diagnosed her. So I'm curious to see if I'm correct. okay any anybody right. well, else we and have again one
0: person that's popped popped a personality type in the chat now somebody else so go ahead feel be braves <laughs> <laughs> come on there's more than two people out there that can put their put their opinion in the chat so <laughs> we have two and it's actually uh I think they're good guesses um, well and, they, and if no one else wants to that's fine too I mean okay so um, uh, one person is guessed wood and the other person is guessed metal. Okay.
2: And Alita, Maybe, what would you guess? Metal was my guess. Okay. Well, and here's what I put.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's most likely a metal. And, you know, um, I do think. You know, at the very end, when you mentioned that when you first got her, she was, you know, seemed a little more scared or whatever, that to me gives a little snippet of water. But I think that was more just a new environment and not knowing her background. But, you know, metal horses, as you probably know, I don't know if you have read on uh, Madeline Ward's site, thehorsetemperament.com. But if you haven't, I would recommend going over there and reading more about the different, the five main types. We do have combination types that aren't covered there, but metal horses in general, um, they're really hard workers, but they tend to be aloof. They are—you're not going to get warm and fuzzy from them. They're pretty much like, you know, let me do my job. Don't tell me how to do my job, and then let me go back to being by myself. You know, again, they're they're willing to interact some, but they're not going to. Be the social butterflies that, like a fire type, is that's going to, f- you know, flit around from one place to the next, seeing what's going on with everybody. Um, I mean, these horses are worth their weight in gold in terms of once that you have their respect and they have your respect, they they really are, you know, phenomenal horses. They can, when they're, um, you know, sometimes out of balance, they can be somewhat rigid or stuck um, and they're the least flexible of the of the types. So in, in some cases they do well with getting um, a little bit of fat or oil, kind of like, you know, the Tin Man in the Wizard of Oz that needed to. And so that's kind of what I think of because this is the metal element. So the, the two uh, meridian organ systems are lung and large intestine. And so, you know, not all horses are gonna show the same Tendencies if they go out of balance in the metal element. But a lot of them do really well with something like chia seeds, you know, like a quarter to a half a cup once a day, or, you know, you could build up to it, but just to give them a little bit of extra lubrication since they tend um, to have kind of choppy gates and can be stiff in particular in the front legs because that's where those two meridians are. And just from a body worker standpoint, um Alita since you mentioned recently she doesn't really want to trot that makes me wonder about something going on with the diagonal so I don't know which hip had the hair whirl thing and I don't know which foot had the abscess and that may have been a while ago but it makes me think for whatever reason there's one pair one diagonal pair that maybe she's less comfortable on right now
2: Hmm mm-hmm yeah the 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 weird thing was kind of smack dab in the middle so okay yeah
1: well like up by the sacrum or uh
2: honestly honestly ha- right halfway and I I know I can't I'm, I'm looking at it right now so you can't see where I'm <laughs> showing it but like right at the top of the hip where it starts to curve down towards the base of the tail like right in the hat, right in half of that Kind of, you know, if you put an X in the middle of that spot, it was about, oh, I'd say three, three inches in diameter. Okay. Yeah. Um, the,
0: the glutes area, t- top of yeah. top of the glute.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and
1: she may have, you know, been itching herself on something, or who knows, right? Yeah. Who knows. So. Well, do you have other either questions or thoughts or
2: things for well, for me? Well, it is interesting hearing you say, you know, if the, if they're out of balance. So she does um, like her canter has always been lovely, smooth as smooth as glass type of a canter. But um, her middle gate's always been the trickier one for us to get into. Um, but hearing you say the choppy gates, um, a little bit of stiffness. I mean, she is a fairly she's really flexible in that like she'll stand with her kind of shoulders cocked out a bit. You know, if she's looking into the distance, she'll just kind of stand like that for a few minutes. Um, so she's got some, you know, flexibility with her joints, but she is a fairly stiff horse. So hearing all that, you know, I'd be curious to know, um, I've done some Masterson method with her, which has Mm -hmm. helped loosen her up in the pole area. Um, but I'd be just curious to hear about, what direction to start going down to maybe help give her some flexibility?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think if if you're interested in like adding in chia seeds or something, that could help a little bit. But then um, yeah, body work wise, I mean, I think doing some things with the limbs, just you know, picking them up, making little tiny circles, um, jostling them a little bit if you feel like she's holding tension in her body, sometimes even just a little bit of rocking. Like, I don't know if you know anything about wither rocking where you kind of have your hand, you're standing on the side facing the withers and just kind of lightly rocking them back and forth. Um, and
0: there's well, like pads would bring in movement, but the question is which pads would you use with a horse like this? The harder ones or the softer ones? And I kind of tend to think that you would want to go harder so that you didn't bring in too much movement too fast.
2: Okay. Yeah. That was the next question because I do have access to the full suite of pads. They're not mine, but a, a companion at the barn has them. So I've tried her on the uh, firm ones, I think just the, the straight. So the, the flat ones rather yep. than the slant.
0: Yeah, I probably would start her with the orange with the hard pads because if she is rigid, like an arthritic horse, you want to start harder because their joints have been stiff. And if you go too soft, they can't accommodate it but if you work through the system, you'll find that they'll, they'll gradually move into the softer pads. But I tend to like to start with, a, with the harder pad. Kind of think of matching where they're at more so than challenging where they're at. Does that make sense? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And that's great
0: that you have access to all of them because then you can, you can start there and then see. And um, it'll be interesting to hear what she likes.
1: Great, all right. Well,
2: thank you so much.
1: Yeah. yeah. Thank you for letting us talk about your horse. And yeah, you know, exactly. the only other thing I would add, because I know somebody voted wood, is there is often a tendency for metal horses to show some wood tendencies when they get out of out of balance, because metal is supposed to control wood, and if metal isn't able to, sometimes the wood um, will show up. So, you know, I could see that there might be some tendencies that. But for me, the one main one, what or the main ones were you know, that wants to go be alone, do the job well, but then, you know, be a little bit more aloof. Um, So those are things that are pretty much tend to be metal element type issues. So, so what in her description uh, hinted at wood? I didn't really get anything that hinted at wood, but I was just trying to say for the person who who mentioned wood. Because
0: that's what I mean, I was like metal wood, metal wood. That's where I was. Uh, And what was your thinking on that? Um, the, the little bit, the kind of grumpiness, um, I think of it's more, I know one wood horse, she can get very grumpy. Um, and then, then the person who said what is is based on the hips and the pain. Thanks, Dwayne. Yeah.
1: So yeah, location of those meridians for sure makes sense. Like, you know, gallbladder meridian runs around the hips. So that's an example of when an issue shows up, is it mean they are that type or does it mean, you know, it's it's this interrelationship between the two, um, between the metal and the wood. But the underlying, for me, temperament type of this horse tends to be metal. And I think that's what's so fascinating is that you you have to kind of
0: look through the through the water, <laughs> or through the glass, right? You can't yeah. just you have to kind of take the whole picture in. Um, but she was very interesting and. Um, So that was terrific. Thank you, Alita, for for offering us to talk about Tara.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much.
0: All right, so who is our next candidate there?
1: So we're going to talk about Annie, who belongs to Cassie. So I think, oh, she raised her hand. Okay. Okay. let me get over there. And we'll bring, there we
0: go. Got it. Uh, Look, I'm actually figuring it out this time. (laughs) I jump I'm glad in. you are, because there's a lot to manage here. <laughs> I know, but it's like, I, I, I couldn't figure out how to get people's hands down before when I, they would show up on the screen, and then I'd be, <laughs> so now I've got it.
1: <laughs> Hi, Cassandra. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm very excited. <laughs> so do you have right. thoughts on what you think Annie is? Oh, I no, we're not going to ask her.
3: We're not no, gonna... I know. I
1: just want to oh. know if she, I don't want her to tell me. I just okay, want to know right. if she's given it some thought before I talk.
3: Yes, I do. I do have a a guess in mind. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Well, so same sort of thing. I will
1: show the pictures and then I'm going to kind of read through the notes I took based on your email. And then we'll just kind of go from there. And if there are things um, that either I'm not saying quite right or that you want to add, then please do so. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So let's, Um, All right, so we have Annie who is a nine-year-old appendix quarter horse mare and Cassie has had her for just over a year. She was sold to her as a green horse with no specific training in any discipline. Uh, She's been restarted for Western dressage. Um, They also do some trail riding, liberty trick training, and extreme cowboy obstacles. And Annie is reactive to new experiences or maybe was more so initially, but with positive reinforcement, she has become less explosive. Uh, She tends to be looky, harbors anxiety. She chooses flight. Um, She is however affectionate and connected when she's not worried. And Cassie's looking for ways to help manage her discomfort with scary things. She's boarded um, and she's basically stalled at night and then out during the day. Her body condition score is 6.5. So they're working to get the weight down. She's on first cutting hay throughout the day, a pound of, I think I'm saying this right, poolin, poolin, poolin forage extender, um, VT, which I guess might be Vermont Blend Pro, (laughs) Omega E and then a joint supplement She's often out in her sacroiliac joints. The chiropractic vet um, adjusts her and she responds well to that. She's barefoot. She has good hoof quality. She's slightly pigeon-toed. And then I'm not sure of the time frame on this, but she tested positive for Lyme disease mm-hmm. um, with the OSPF, which I guess means chronic. She hasn't been showing any symptoms, but she's on oral doxy for Lyme. Um, And I don't know, Cassie, do you wanna add anything about, is that recent, I'm guessing?
3: Yeah, so uh, I had her Lyme titer pulled, it would have been March or early April. Uh, We just finished her oral doxycycline course this past Sunday. So we're almost a week off of antibiotics now. Okay. but yeah, so she was on antibiotics for almost six weeks
1: total. Okay.
0: All right. Have you seen, um, seen a change in her uh, attitude being
3: on the doxy? You know, it's funny. I don't feel like she's changed that much. Um, I, I really don't. But I also right around this time, because I didn't know exactly when we were getting the antibiotics, I had switched her off of kind of a high fiber, high- higher sugar grain that I didn't really want her on anymore. Um, I had been told by her previous owner that she was an incredibly picky eater and she had kind of shown that to me, especially when trying to find a treat for positive reinforcement training. Um, so I didn't want to upset that apple cart just yet. Um, so I ended up switching her grain shortly before she started the antibiotic course Mm -hmm. to this forage based diet. And so I'm not sure if that has changed anything versus her being on antibiotics. So it's kind of hard to tease out, you know, if anything I've noticed is due to one or the other. Um, I feel like maybe she's a little bit more relaxed in herself, but again, I feel like we've also been very consistent in our positive reinforcement training. So with all these things kind of on top of each other, it's hard to tease out which one might be helping her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and was was she on probiotics while she was on
1: antibiotics?
3: Yes. Yep. So she was getting a daily probiotic, but I also, I ended up doubling it as well um, because she was already getting probiotics. So I wanted to definitely support that while she was on antibiotic treatment. Awesome. Okay. And then um,
1: I asked a couple follow-up questions about, let's see. Yeah, so I was asking about the explosiveness, and so um, Cassie said she would, in her terms of her previous explosiveness, she would very quickly move up the energy scale from body tension to explosive bolting flight response when something spooked her, and then it would be very difficult to regain her attention in a way that she didn't feel tense afterwards. She still spooks occasionally when we work, as any horse can be expected to, but she's now much more likely to either scoot forward a few steps or balk and then does not hold the tension in her body nearly as long afterwards. And then the other question I had asked, because sometimes I just want to know kind of how they interact with other horses, because sometimes that gives a piece of the puzzle um, beyond the basic information. And... Um, So Cassie said she gets along great with other horses, both mares and geldings, and her herd role is very fluid depending on the group she's in. If other horses are submissive, she will take the opportunity to be higher in the pecking order, but will happily move down in the order if other horses are more overtly dominant. Currently, as we're slowly introducing spring grass, she spends part of her day by herself in a small paddock with hay to control her intake for weight control with her grass pasture mates, three other mares, in the adjoining paddock. The rest of the day, she's turned out in a larger grass field with the mares, and they don't tend to interact much and generally all keep to themselves. Annie can be a bit herd-bound in some specific situations, such as being the last one being turned in or turned out, and will call out and pace as to not be left behind, and can be difficult to maintain her focus in these moments. She's totally fine, however, if she's brought in or out away from the other horses first. All right, so um, anything
3: you wanna add, Cassie? I feel like that just about covers it all. Okay. How long have you had her? Just about a little over a year at this point. So that's really not very long no and from my understanding so until she was five she was down in texas um was sold to a woman who coincidentally and i found out through the grapevine actually owned another appendix mare that i ended up having a few years ago well like 10 years ago now um that i guess this woman didn't get along with so next time i'm going to skip the middleman just go straight to this woman who ends up bringing horses (laughs) that i end up getting um (laughs) And from my understanding, she—I—I I don't know enough about her, but my understanding is that she's not a very gentle person with her horses. Um, Annie has a little scar across her nose, so I purchased her from a girl who got her from this woman. Um, and when she went to pick her up, she, I guess she had staples in her nose. And the woman who brought him up from Texas basically said, "If you want her, take her. Get, like, I just want to get rid of her, basically." And the girl oh, I bought her from bought her as a backup trail horse. She said to me when she sold her to me that she just didn't have time for a second horse. Mm-hmm. But from our <laughs> mutual farrier, he said, I don't think they got along. Um, and I think that I don't know if that's if she personality wise is more reactive or if she that's a learned tendency from the people who've handled her, because that's also my understanding from her prior owner was that. If something kind of startled Annie, her previous owner was quick to reprimand that instead of being more understanding and saying, oh, okay, what are you looking at? What's the problem? Let's figure this out. It was more of a, that's bad behavior. Let's correct it. So I'm, again, I'm not sure if the reactiveness is just part of who she is or if it's something she's learned, but I think her prior owners didn't necessarily help that situation for her.
1: Well, and that's the great thing is trying to, you know, I, I really appreciate everybody, you know, that wants to do right by their horse and try to understand, okay, where what is this behavior coming from? Is it coming from past treatment or is it coming from this is really who she is and how you're going to address? And it sounds like she's changed quite a bit in the time that she's been with you in terms of becoming less reactive.
3: Yeah. I mean, I would definitely say so. Uh, I've like I said, the positive reinforcement training after I learned more about it myself in terms of, um, you know, helping reassure her has, I feel like definitely helped her considerably. Yeah. All right. So do we want to ask people what type they think she is? Yep. Okay. You can pop that
0: in the chat. And uh, Cassandra, how, have you had horses all your life?
3: Yes. Yep.
0: Okay. So, so, um, that would make a difference i think with this horse than someone who was a newer horse owner yeah for sure yeah okay we've got two guesses and they're the same guess and they're the saying two
1: people <laughs> <laughs> thanks you guys for playing
0: all right anybody else want to guess you can type it in the chat i think i think we're all on the same page on this one <laughs>
3: That's why I was Cassie, like what I'm pretty you sure. thinking. I'm feeling like she's fire. Okay.
1: Okay. It's interesting because so here's here's my thought process. So when I first was looked at the pictures and was reading through and I was like, yeah, there might be some earth in this horse. But then as I was reading more about it, I'm like she shows a lot of water tendencies, but just like um you know, like we were just talking about, I was thinking, okay, is that because of how she was treated previously, or is that really, um, you know, the underlying kind of temperament type that she might be. I did get some fire from her as well. Um, So I typed her as water, but probably with some fire, which would make her one of the combination types. Mm -hmm. Um, And in particular- um, Can Can you show that, do you have that slide for her, Kim? I do
0: kind of, what are you guys seeing all right now? Um, just your, your uh, working slide on Annie, okay. there we go. Okay, there you go, now that's the description of Annie.
1: Yes, are you seeing that? Go, oh, go back, it. go back one. Okay, hold on, I'm gonna stop sharing for a minute. I'm getting tripped up. <laughs> Let me try this again. Okay,
0: sometimes you just need to like unshare and reshare. So there, you know, there yes. you're on Dunny, so you need to go back.
1: I know, what the heck? It was right, though, just, I saw it. There will be a brief delay while I. That's okay. You know, okay, there's that.
3: If these went hundred percent according to plan, my work day would be a lot less interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has to be
0: flexible.
1: <laughs> so now are you guys seeing my thing?
0: Nope, you're not sharing your screen.
1: Ah. Jeez. okay. How do I get back to? To your Zoom screen. Hold on,
0: there we go, okay. There we go. Okay. And then just put it in, yep, presenter mode or whatever
1: you. Okay, there we go. Yay, that only just took a little bit. Sorry for the delay. Okay, so um, yeah, I think she's got a lot of water tendencies. Um, but I think because of her affectionateness and her connection and how she interacts with the other horses, I don't get that she's a full water. I get that there's some fire in there, which would make her what we call a Shao Yin. Um, and in general, the only comment I would have about. Um, what you're feeding her is the forage extender has some wheat in it, has wheat middlings, which fire horses tend to not do well with wheat. They'll get kind of, it's almost like um, in people, like leaky gut, like the small intestine doesn't do well with wheat, especially these days when wheat tends to be genetically modified. Mm-hmm. Um, so And sometimes in horses, they'll just look sort of bloated around the intestinal area if they don't do well with it. So I was just going to mention that that might be something to consider if you felt like that was maybe an issue. If you're happy with her diet and feel like you guys have that dialed in, then you can disregard that. Um, But yeah, so I think part of her behavior issues and explosiveness come from how she was handled prior to you getting her. But I do think some of it is also... Part of who she is um, but fire water types can be really easy to train once they realize you know that they're safe the water part of them is going to need to be able to move their feet to process like if you try to make them stand stock still they're going to blow up if they you know they're, as things kind of escalate
3: that um, definitely sounds like her <laughs>
1: yeah so i don't know if you have specific questions you know and you know as wendy asked earlier I would be interested to see, you know, it could be that she's had Lyme the whole time you've had her, I guess, right?
3: Yeah, that's my understanding. So um, I also had a Lyme positive horse before her too. So this is not my first rodeo with this disease, unfortunately. Uh, It's very prominent in our area. So she only tested positive for chronic infection as opposed to um, current or recent infection. So that would have been anything more than six months ago. Okay. Since I had another Lyme positive horse, I am a little bit OCD about checking for ticks. So I feel very confident that she hasn't had any on her since I have had her. We're also now where I have her, there's not a lot of ticks in the area. Um, where she came from, her most recent owner prior to me, that is a very tick heavy area. So I have a feeling that that's probably where she got it um, and that she has had it since I've had her. Well,
1: and I, you guys have way more Lyme on the East Coast than we do out here, but I know, um, you know, Dr. Harmon has a lot of great information on Lyme disease. And so if if you're not already familiar with that, there might be some other things that you could use to help her, you know, even now that the Doxy's run its course, if there ends up being any kind of residual stuff, there might be additional um, herbs, Chinese herbs or supplements that might be recommended for her.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and then,
0: um, Dr. Herman has, has um, herbs made in conjunction with Hilton herbs and there's, um, it's called Tick and there's one for acute and one for long-term. I can't remember what
3: exactly. My horse was just on it. So that's why I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it come up a lot in a lot of conversations um, yeah. in terms of using it with Lyme positive horses. So definitely something I want to look into.
0: Yeah, because I mean, Lyme affects it can affect horses in so many different ways. Um, it's such a difficult
3: disease in that regard, right? And obviously, you never really fully get rid of it. It's always there. You just put it in a remission. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, and just you know, just because there's not as much written online about the combo types, I just wanted to give you a couple of or a little bit of information on um, if if she is a fire water type, which is what I'm leaning towards. Uh, they tend to be really affectionate. They're fun to be around. They're they they're social. They like to figure things out. Um, but when they're out of balance, they can be anxious and fearful when they're overstressed, and they can be prone to um, equine metabolic syndrome. So these are the ones that can go down the Cushing's path, kind of like if they are constantly stressed and their adrenals sort of burn out. Um, mm-hmm. But as long as they have, you know, good care, and they kind of understand what's expected of them, then they can usually relax and learn and be, you know, really wonderful horses.
3: Well, it sounds like you nailed it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's
0: a bit well, of that weight I guess, you know, issue too, isn't it, Kim? With the, what's that? The, a bit of the weight control issue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, and and when I see, and that's why, you know, when I, see a horse and I'm thinking earth. And then I'm like, or is it metabolic? And it so the water types tend to go down the EMS path. Um, but I've worked with some horses that are fire water and they're absolutely wonderful horses, but they do have a tendency to have some metabolic or sometimes some insulin resistant issues. So getting their um, diet nailed is, is key.
3: Which I guess was part of why I was so like, okay, we really need to get all this sugar out of your diet. Cause I didn't, personally like feeding it but again and the other part of it too is being told by our previous owner oh she's more thoroughbred and she's you know kind of a hard keeper and now having had her a year because you know if I didn't really have much to base it on before now I can say I don't think she's a hard keeper at all
1: yeah well and you know she probably you know she feels safer with you and more comfortable and she's kind of coming into her own and so you're you're being able to see the different layers and, you know, I think it sounds like you've done a phenomenal job of helping her emotionally and physically, and now, you know, getting the Lyme under control. I mean, it just sounds like you're just continuing to dial things in so that she's going to be phenomenal. Mm. That's the plan. (laughs)
0: Great.
1: Well, thank you so much for letting us talk about her. I I think uh, this was a really good one. I liked that there's, you know, a little bit of a combination in there just to kind of keep it interesting.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for uh, submitting, Annie.
1: All right. Should we talk about Dunny? Yes, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is, this this is, when is why we
0: were having this webinar, to be honest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. when Yeah, right. When you called me, I don't know. When did we talk like a month or more ago? And you're like, yeah, we could do another one on case studies and we could talk about Dunny. And, it's yeah. like, oh, and then we can have a couple others too. <laughs> All right. So this is Wendy's horse. Um, he's actually,
0: he's actually not my horse. He's actually Dr. Harmon's horse. Cause it was Dr. Harmon's mother's horse Anne. and, and, and passed last year. And so then with Dunny came under my care because I was home and I started taking care of all the horses. So, but technically he's, he's now Dr. Harmon's. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, so I, I'll show some pictures and then I'll, run through the things that i got out of what you sent me and then we can just talk a little bit more about what we think um all right so dunny is a 17 year old welsh cob gelding and so that picture on the left is when he was seven i think you said uh yeah it was um 2009
0: and he's 17 so maybe six okay and
1: then the, (laughs) the nose picture was that today
0: that wasn't today, but it's, it was last summer. Yeah, because Al's in a fly mask, so he just got his fly mask this year, so that was last summer. Okay. And is this typically how he greets you at the gate? Uh, can be, yes. <laughs> um, actually, that's after they get turned out, and they think there should be something coming special at that moment, like a cookie.
1: <laughs> they should get a treat because they got turned out versus, oh, I'm turned out, that's the treat? Exactly. <laughs> got it. Okay. Brad's Brad's created that. <laughs> ah, well, that's helpful. Yep. Um, as long as Brad gives them treats, right? Yes. And then we got a few more pictures. This one on the left I love because the other horses have their ears pinned. <laughs> so I was like, hmm, that pretty much gives you some piece of information. Yes. Um, um, I love that picture, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I take it he likes the Surefoot pads?
0: Uh, yeah, he's pretty good on them. He um, he, w- he likes the medium now. I finally figured that out um and i was doing that for a, a picture but i thought it was a little bit better representative of him than some of the other <laughs> pictures I see. okay um but and the then, picture on the left actually if you okay. go back for a moment the, yep. the, the mayor this is how she deals with him every day when i walk him out of the barn she, she just has to remind him every single day i've been trying to do sharon's willsies like i will take care of it and manage it for you but <laughs> He needs a. said They've lived together his entire life since he's been on the farm. And this is how she treats him every day. And is that Al in the background? Yeah. Yep.
1: Okay. And, and Al and, has his ears pinned as well.
0: Yep. And he'll, like, Donnie will go and bang into Al
1: and go under his neck and, you know. Yeah. All right. And then we've got these pictures giving us a little bit closer view of his
0: head. Yeah, these were today and they were all in the shed when I went out there this morning when I realized I hadn't taken pictures yet. And then I walked back to the gate and it was hot and sunny. And so uh,
1: I gave up trying to get Dunny to put his ears forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. All right. So here's here's what I have from Dun, about Dunny. Um, when, and so some of this is from when he first came to Dr. Harmon's place, right? So yep so there's we're giving history and then we'll talk a little bit more about how he is right now but when he came he was very pushy didn't have any boundaries he'd run you over with his left shoulder when he wanted to go somewhere else um but he was good under saddle carrying an older timid rider so i guess that's joyce's mom yep yep okay um he had to touch everything with his nose he would walk up to anything appeared brave uh when he was turned out with the herd finally he picked on a lame horse so then he promptly got double barreled by the mayor and then it sounds like Al put him to the ground a few times did he pick him up by the withers or I had never seen this behavior and
0: Al is like uh, Clark Kent he's very mild-mannered and so when I first turned dunny with the herd, we isolated him. And then we first turned him out in the herd and we had an electric fence and I had him with Andy who was lame and he pestered the heck out of Andy. So I switched and put Blondie, the mayor in, she promptly kicked him. And then when I put him in with Al, Al literally walked over, grabbed him by the withers and popped him to the ground. I mean, like just buckled him. And I saw him do it twice. And I don't know how many times Al had to do that,
1: but that was- okay. a- I had never seen a horse do that before. <laughs> um, he tends He's good under saddle now. So who's riding him? Are you riding him? Or? I'm riding him now, yeah. Okay. So he's good under saddle, but he shies at things. Um, and that's new? Yeah, when Anne rode him, I never saw
0: him shy. Um, when I put him back under saddle, uh, he would shy at rocks, uh, truck. Um, he's getting better about that, but... There, there was uh that was kind of a, a surprise because he had been so brave and he would just march up to everything in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was off for 10 years. Yeah. He wasn't ridden for 10 years. Okay. And it, is his eyesight okay? Yes.
1: Okay. Cause sometimes when I hear shying, I wonder, okay, is there something going on with their vision?
0: Yep. No, he's, his eyesight seems perfectly fine. I don't know if it was just the time off and because he's, um, you know he's when you there's no problem getting on him. well getting him to the mounting block took us a little time but um, just to stand at the mounting block which you will do now but you know when you sit on him he's he's good and he can canter now under saddle which was an interesting experience teaching him
2: <laughs> well
1: and he likes to learn and he's always into something and he's curious but he has a hard time learning new things so what is can you give an example or oh yes
0: um, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> or two. <laughs> well, and he, so when, when I first took him over, they were leading him in out of the field with a chain over his nose. Now I wasn't, I've been traveling, so I wasn't around to, to even know that this was happening. And so you would go to, to put his halter on, he'd fling his head in the air. When you took the halter off, he'd fling his head in the air and he would barge through the gate. And because Anne had kind of, Anne had managed the horses for quite a while and she had managed them in a way that didn't require much of them. So I had to teach him how to put his head down to have the halter put on and off. And I would have to literally hold him behind the pole. And I said, do the Vulcan thing and park his head to the ground to take (laughs) his halter off or you'd lose your shoulder. And it took months. I had to be consistent every single day. And I did that for three months. And then I don't know when it happened, but one day I realized that he actually lowers his head to have the halter taken off and doesn't fling it but I'm not sure when that happened. It was like, suddenly he was like a normal horse, but there Mm -hmm. were months, three to four months of telling him, no, you, you know, you, you have to do it this. And I had to teach everybody else.
1: I had to be consistent, to be consistent. Well, yeah. And so, you know, probably not the greatest boundaries ever set initially. Right. Yeah. And that's the question. Is it boundaries that I'm, that take long to
0: establish or is it learning like picking up his feet when I first went to pick up his feet um, when I started working with him he would not pick them up <laughs> I mean <laughs> he would and I so I t- I would have to tap him with the rasp on the side of his leg and then he'd go out and then I could pick up his foot because for for a 14 two-hand pony that's maybe 800 pounds he could, <laughs> it was like they were rooted and I'm like what am I dealing with I pick up a lot of legs
1: <laughs> right well and I don't know if we want to let people vote first, because otherwise I'm going to start throwing out ideas of things. They, we can let them vote w- because, you know, it's one of those things that, that, that's
0: the question I keep trying to figure out what I'm, am I dealing with, a um, you know, a horse that just never had boundaries and he's an underlying type, which I actually think is what I'm dealing with. Or is there something else in his personality that uh, creates this sort of willful stubbornness that, you um, uh, you know, I mean, I've had to be so uh, clear and definite, like much, I mean, Al, my eight, my 16 to a.m., 1500, I go, ah, and Al's like, oh, yes, ma'am, and he's been that way all his life, and Dunny's like, what, you know, <laughs> are you talking to me? That's what I always feel like, are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Joanne says, it sounds earth from older owner and water for fear responses and fire. For reactions and oh, he's a mess. He's all over the place. Or wood or fire being influenced by wood. See, see everybody else has the same problem as I do.
1: Well, okay. So, so do you want to hear my thoughts and then we can break it down a little bit more? Yeah, let's do it. And we had a new one. Uh, Hula decided to join in on. Yeah. So we had a third so thank you for playing. Yep. So so my thinking is when he came, he had a lot of wood tendencies, right? So he was pushy, run you over. He just was kind of all over the place, which, you know, you could just, dis- you could say some of that, if it was fearful, might be water. I took it more as wood type behavior. It's just like, I'm bored. I, I don't want to do this. I'm going to go do that. I'm, yeah. you know, but the fact that he would be good carrying around an older timid rider tells me he's not really a wood. That to me is more earth taking care of um, someone and the not moving their feet is very much an earth thing of, nope, you can't make me move. And sometimes it's they're planting their feet because they don't want to go into the trailer. And, oh, we've been there too. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> because So that's very much an earth thing. But I so I think he has some earth tendencies, and it may be he was out of balance. Show so he was showing wood tendencies as a youngster, or he just wasn't given enough to do as a youngster. So he took matters into his own hands and became kind of an unruly type of wood. I don't know that he's necessarily a straight earth. I think he might also have some metal in him, um, and. The metal and the earth ones are the ones that are kind of the slowest to learn. Like the metals just need to do it over and over and over till they get it. And then they've got it. Um, But they get kind of they have a hard time if there's too much that's being asked of them too quickly. So um, the metal earth types that I've known have trouble with assimilation so whether it's nutrients or they have trouble in a herd situation they don't know how to behave with other horses and they're the ones who will often not get along with others or have to be reminded that's why the picture of the ears pinned by both the mayor and al were like okay clearly they're expressing their displeasure and whether dunny gets it or not if this is a daily thing then you know the metal types can be a little bit socially awkward um, oh, that, and they may not care, but they don't get it. Right.
0: Yes. And that's so true of him. I mean, it's like this mayor has scowled at him every day and he's like blithely going along and, um, and they have to get loud at him.
1: Right. Yeah. He doesn't get the subtleties at all. Right. So that to me is, is metal stuff. So I don't know what your thoughts are. I mean, he, whoever said Joanne, I think it was, yeah, he has little bits of of different elements and, you know, some horses do. And in, in some people consider that, that they're pretty well-rounded, that they're showing little bits of this and little bits of that. Um, but then it's kind of when they either go out of balance that we, we get a sense of what their underlying temperament type might be. Joanne says that her TCM practitioner says that she is
0: metal. So I'm laughing at Kim's description That's perhaps I am a slow learner. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm metal also, so I'm right there with you. You know, I mean, do you have yeah. a picture of the five elements with Dunny, like the other horses? Um, yes, I do. Hi, Buster. So, I'm yeah. I'm busy. I, <laughs> I said so, so. I put this picture in there that you sent, and then I said Earth with maybe some metal. And and this
0: picture is so interesting because I was riding him in the winter and he was sweating so much, I gave him a trace clip and I got him a blanket. And when I put him out in the herd after I did that, he puffed up like a stallion and thought he was the coolest <laughs> dude on the planet. And the mayor was like looking, I'm like, wow, you're different. And he just thought he was just the best. <laughs>
1: oh that's funny
0: it was really funny I have you know I've clipped and blanketed many horses but never seen them have that kind of reaction
1: when they go back to their friends you know so um well it's so, like the kid that you know in school that maybe is socially awkward and got some new jacket or something and yeah exactly yeah so and so go ahead does he have any like health issues or metabolic stuff or anything that would give little snippets or glimpses as oh he might be one more than the other no uh, the beauty of
0: this horse is knock on wood he's the soundest of the horses um and he you know he he can eat everything i you i usually I, i've been muzzling everybody just to kind of keep everybody the same because it's not so fair to muzzle to and not this one <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> so everybody gets muzzled
0: <laughs> yep um But no, he doesn't have any Joyce always says that if we were ever to need a gut transplant, it would be from this one.
1: Oh (laughs) interesting.
0: Yeah, microbiome transplant. But um, and she had actually said he was Earth, but there was always this other piece that that you know, because it's her mom could ride him. Yeah. But the metal piece makes sense as you've explained it, because he's the slowest learner on the planet. I mean, I just (laughs) like
1: which I take offense of as a medal, but yeah, so, but, but well, it's, it's true. You know, you, you, you just need to be consistent. And then once he's got it, he's got it. Yes. And,
0: um, you know, in terms of, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just, he's so slower I, than any horse I've ever met. Yeah, um, and so I just, but that explains it. And I'm not, you know, it's, uh, I'm not trying to, um, pick on anybody who's a metal but i think if you met him you would think that he was particularly at
1: the slow end of life (laughs) well and i usually tell people that have metal horses or like metal earth ones i'm like no offense but your horse is somewhat of a dork i mean that's just and i mean that in the nicest way possible but they're just they just don't get it sometimes which is fine i mean there's nothing wrong with that but um and they can have high, some of them can have very high standards like they won't always work for someone if they don't respect them and so some of them it can take a little while to kind of get beneath sort of their suit of armor um he doesn't sound like he has trouble with that but
0: well what's so interesting is is uh, as part of his just routine to load in the trailer and go somewhere i've been taking him to see julian banyan who was with cavalier who and he does a lot of liberty work And when I take it, I've been taking him to Julian for four months now. Um, And it's nice because Julian's very tall and he can run with him and his movement's gotten great, but we're still four months in to learn Spanish walk, which (laughs) we, okay. And we finally stopped slamming our foot to the ground. So he would pick up his foot and he slam it. Like you're going to break your foot, dude, um, to the ground. And this Wednesday, yesterday was the first day that he put his foot down instead of slammed it down for the first time oh. in four months. So we're getting, you know, but that's kind of that example of he he loves going there. It's interesting, and he sees different horses and he really likes Julian. And there's this
1: long learning curve. <laughs> Well, and, you know, part of it, and you guys probably do this, is they need to be rewarded for that little change of, oh, he didn't slam his foot down. Good job. Oh, you yes. give him all sorts of praise. Oh, we were thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> we were amazed and thrilled. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, an interesting he, one. He
0: Yes, he is. And he's, you know, he's really fun when you get to that earth side and he's going to go and he's learning to lengthen his stride. But when you get on that metal side, now that I understand it's metal, this is going to really help me because I've. Sometimes I get frustrated because it's like, why can't you figure this out or, um, but that will help me in working with him, be more patient. I'm, I'm fire. Can you tell?
1: (laughs) Yes. No, I I think you have some wood in you too, maybe. Oh, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, Well, and fire burns metal, right? So you got to be careful that you don't, you know, inadvertently hurt his feelings or come on too strong. And then he gets rigid and shuts down.
0: Yes, and and we have gotten into that kind of uh, pattern on occasion where it's just like Donnie, can you hear me? No, (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) no, I'm not listening. (laughs) So, so this for me actually, I have to say it's it's really really helpful because I I've struggled with this horse, and by saying that I'm wood and fire, which actually makes a lot of sense now.
1: and he's over there on the earth and metal <laughs> right you guys can you know balance each other out but you will have to appreciate each other's you know differences right right Well that
0: this is really helpful. Thank you so much for, for taking the time today to, to walk us through and these have been really interesting cases. I just briefly read them and picked them but you know obviously I wasn't trying to type them I was just looking for differences um, And I think this yeah. Turned out to be some
1: really interesting case studies. Well, and nice to have variety because at first I was like, oh, we've got metal. And I was thinking we were going to have, you know, a lot of just single um, ones, which is fine. But then I like having some of the more complex ones too, just because um, a lot of times the reason people contact me to type their horse is because they're fr- they can't tell. They're like, well, oh, they, they seem like they're a couple different ones. And then I can help them, you know, and, and the reality is a lot of the horses that I type, I never see in person. I'm doing just like we're doing here. And then when I'm doing body work, I will sometimes think about what type the horse is, but I'm not planning my session based on that necessarily. I'm going more on you know what their body's telling me they need. Because um, I know someone had asked about how I pick like acupressure points or whatnot. Um, and it's not necessarily based on their type. Right, that's kind of a different modality. Um, Yeah. I mean, they go hand in hand in terms of understanding, but um, usually when I'm typing horses, I'm not even seeing them in person. Right. Um, So.
0: Well, all right. Just go ahead and unshare your screen. We'll wrap this up. This has been really fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. Yeah. That was fun. I always have fun. So I'm glad you had
0: fun too. Yeah. Because, um, you know, uh, because the horses were so different and these compound temperament types, I think that it can, it, it's confusing. That's what I found. I I was like so confused by this horse because I think that he's this thing, but I keep running into this other thing. Um, Yeah. So that's just really good information to know that if you feel like there's a conflict in there, there may be in the temperament.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know, and like we've talked about understanding where they came from and just because they are a certain way when you get them doesn't mean that's what they are, right? It's peeling back the layers of the onion and and giving them the benefit of the doubt and try and sometimes it's trial and error. I mean a lot of times when Madeline and I are um typing horses anymore it's like these are the tendencies I'm seeing, let's make whatever changes we talk about and then let's check in in like a month and see, you know, we might have a better understanding then. Right. Right.
0: Well, this has been great fun, Kim. Thank you so much for for doing this today. I'm I'm just really glad, and thank you for doing Denny, because he was the guy who prompted this whole thing.
1: Yeah, no, thanks for sharing that and for yeah. getting the other people to contribute. That was great.
0: Yeah. And thank you everybody for joining us today. Um, tomorrow's Friday. I'll be talking about Surefoot and uh, we have guests for the rest of the month. And then we're going to be continuing on until I run out of people to talk to, which I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> that will probably never happen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks everybody. Have a great day and take care. Bye. Right, and bye. Again. Bye.